When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, only in New York. Welcome to Only in New York. I'm Tracy Carnazzo. I'm Andrea Allen. I'm Hemda. Our guest today is the host of the incredible show, Dave Hill's Podcasting Incident. His hilarious comedy album, The Pride of Cleveland, is available everywhere. And his most recent slash third book is called <laughs> Parking Place. And it's available now. Please welcome Dave Hill. Hello. Three Thanks books. Thanks for having me. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh, whatever. It's just something I did in my spare time. <laughs> So in, uh, I think it was 2012, I discovered uh, your book, Tasteful Nudes. Was that your first book? That was the first one. That was the first obscure book I wrote. I was, I was reading comedy, uh, anything that was recommended to me by, you know, my, my previous purchases. And I read your book and I was like, this is absolutely fantastic. I think I actually messaged you on uh, Facebook to tell you how great it was. And then one oh, night, I, of course, and I was at a show in Brooklyn and I was like, oh my God, that's the guy. It's Tasteful Nudes. It's He's the guy here. from the book. He walks among us. <laughs> And I was super <laughs> pumped. I probably, you know, called my friends and my mother. Mm-hmm. I was like, the guy from the book, he was on the stage. Like, I saw the guy from the book. Uh, so, yeah, I, I loved your book Tracy's so much. Oh, thank you yeah. so much. By Long the way, that is the highest compliment. Everybody who listens to the show I call knows. Call my mom. When she calls the mom, you made it. <laughs> That's next level. You're I'll in the mom it. book. That's yeah. it. I remember the first time I met Dave. Um, we all have our first time with Dave. Oh, stories. oh um, sure. Oh, please. <laughs> no, it was. He was, was kind a, and gentle. He was lovely. It was. <laughs> I was on a show in in Queens, and it was. You know, it was not going great. Um, this is at, at QED, oh, I sure. believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, I, I it was sometimes. Sometimes comedy shows don't don't no. pop off in the way that you want them to, really? and yeah, I don't I don't know if you know this, but comedy is uh is a tough art form, and I didn't really know anyone, and then Dave went up, and Dave was wearing like as he does a, probably like a three piece suit, and you know an ascot, and I was like, who is this fucking weirdo? And then he was so- <laughs> we found out fucking funny it was such a pleasure i was just i had zero expectations and then i was blown away and then dave hill was oh, it thank you and it, I've oh that's it. So my, nice. my first time with dave um it was <laughs> oh, this is getting really keith crazy <laughs> keith and the girl show and i do believe that dave and i spoke telepathically to each other for the first 10 minutes as keith spoke to you mm-hmm. and then we began yes <laughs> 
I love it. Were, was he like, help, 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 help. And you were like, it's going to end. It's going to be over soon. It's, gonna, it's okay. We're going to start the podcast and you're this not going to have to talk so to this guy. Loud. Oh my God. Did he have a dad that loved him? What's wrong with him? <laughs> so in conclusion, we're so glad that you're here. This is a, a huge honor. Uh, and yeah, let's, uh, let's get into it. So you're let's from Cleveland. I am. Pride of Cleveland. That's right. Cleveland, the Paris of Northeastern Ohio. Yeah, and that, that of course, Cleveland. we all agree. So why would you come to New York from such a beautiful place? Well, I, I actually, I think of, I, I actually came to New York for college. That was the first time I came there. But I really think of my real New York time when I came back. Mm-hmm. Where did later. you go to college? I went to Fordham University in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. And, but then I, I wound up, I was in Cleveland and I, I kind of, I, I, I moved back to, I was in Cleveland, I was in New York for like maybe a year or so after college. And then I went home for the weekend. Oh, well, for the weekend in quotes mm-hmm. and never came back. <laughs> I went home. I went home like just I was honestly like having my first real experiences with clinical depression like mm-hmm. where where I didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. I just like what is going on? I should go home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and um and then that was started a really wild roller coaster ride of mental illness for several years you mean moving to cleveland didn't help and you would think that it would but it really cleveland is actually a great place to both deal with and prolong mental illness mm. i think um as i mean many places uh, that's that's i'm not knocking it i mean new york is as well um but i came back here and and then i i started I, I, I started, I was playing in a band and then, uh, then just cut me off at any point. But basically the long and short of it is I, I wound up like leaving New York with my tail between my legs and really like kind of hated it for a while. Like didn't oh, want to go back. I didn't hated like it too. To, didn't yeah. like to go there. I was playing in a band and when, when we'd be on tour and we'd be going to New York, I would not be psyched. And then, and I know this sounds maybe pretentious, but I was From reading three books, very pretentious. As a guy who's written three books, it comes <laughs> as no surprise that um, I was reading this Truman Capote book, the one that I think George Plimpton wrote. Hmm. And in that book, Truman Capote talks about, uh, if I can compare my myself to Truman Capote. <laughs> he, do. You know, he moves to New York. He moves to New York at a young age and he gets really burnt out mm-hmm. and hates New York and leaves. Yeah. And at some point in the book he's talking and he says, like, I started spending more time in New York and all of a sudden and and this was at a time when I started spending going back to New York more frequently. And he's like, all the things that I hated about New York were all of a sudden the things that I loved about New York. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, that's what's going on with me right now. 
That's yes. how Is I that feel. what they mean by New York state of mind? Kind of. I think, yes, exactly. Ooh. And Dave, I had a similar experience because I went to college here as well. And I hated it for like two, two years. I was like, I'm moving back as soon as I'm done. I hate this fucking place. Everyone's oh, wow. so mean. Um, also, like you mentioned clinical depression. Being depressed in New York City is like, or being sick in New York City when you have no anchors to anybody else is the oh, most yeah. isolating. Like it's so busy and vibrant and then you feel so alone and it's almost like it's mocking you with how oh, vibrant totally. it is um, and how everyone seems to be just like outliving. Um, but yeah, around year three, I think year three, I, it, I feel is when you start to make friends, you start to like find your neighborhoods that you like and it starts mm -hmm. to change for sure. Yeah, I, I know that feeling though because like right, right before I went home to Cleveland for the weekend that lasted several years. Um, I had this feeling where I was walking around New York and it's something that I hear people say all the time who don't live there. So when you're walking around and you're like, what, are, what do all these people do? What, how do they do it? Yeah. Especially yeah. when New York is a city where like, there are just people everywhere all mm -hmm. the time. Mm -hmm. And you like, I would like want to, I'm like, how are you sitting in a coffee shop in the middle of the day? How are you doing that? Yeah. And uh, what's funny know, is I'll do it when I'm doing it. I'm like, oh, I'll take my laptop to a local, you know, coffee shop. And then I look around and I'm like, so you're all podcasters. Is that what's happening right now? <laughs> I think about that too. Like when I used to work in a restaurant and I used to, uh, you know, you work nights usually. And then during the day, I would like run all my errands or there would be traffic. And I'm like, but where are you all going? Like, I, this is my day off. Mm -hmm. But like, yeah. oh, do, you, yeah. do none of you have jobs? Mm hmm. Oh yeah, totally. You're like, how dare you get in the way of? Do you all work at the Olive Garden with me? Come on, guys. <laughs> I used I used to sit alone in Union Square all the time. So I went to Parsons, um, which has a downtown oh, nice. campus, and I just didn't fit in there. Like I, you know, I'm, I was much more earnest, um, and I just everyone there was very very many of them had written several books and I hadn't oh, written wow. any books and <laughs> I just wasn't cool. It's in a great <laughs> feeling. It's an amazing, amazing feeling. I'm sure it is, Dave. But oh, I just, it's the best. I just, no one would give me the time of day and I would be like, hi, I'm Andrea. And they'd be like, fuck you. And I'd be like, okay, well. And I would sit in the park alone a lot. Um, I would talk to strangers. I would also go to bars by myself and try to make friends with strangers because... Oh, I, I was like, I need to uh, start a friend group. No one in college likes me. Let's find some strangers. <laughs> and that's what I did. How did it go? You know, I sort of, so I remember the moment when I started to make friends. I used to go to um, underage club nights. Uh, you know, you could wear like a wristband and they'd let you dance. And yeah. um, In New York? Yeah, yeah. Huh. Like especially around Parsons because they know there's all these college kids, mm -hmm. you know. Um eighteen to party, twenty one to drink. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Um so I went to a gay club on like a straight night, so to speak. Um, and there was this red we've spoken about this this guy in the past in the show, uh, my first boyfriend in New York City, but there was this red headed, very flamboyant looking guy, just like body rolling alone in the corner and like having the time of his life and i was like who is this person i'm like is he who is this on ecstasy i know today? i'm like is he gay it's a thursday <laughs> 
So I went up to him and I was like, are you gay? And he was like, no. I'm like, oh, okay. Do you want to dance? Um, and then we just dance and I, I, I asked That's him. That's code for, hi, I'm Andrea. Should I hit on <laughs> I don't want to be rude, but I like the way you move. Um, and then I asked him to go to Coney Island with me on a date. Um, and then we started dating. And then I just kind of absorbed his whole friend group. He hung out with like musicians and, and you know, a bunch of different people, a lot of them from New York City. And they kind of adopted me as their like, you know, foreigner weirdo friend. And that's when oh, I- Oh, nice. That's when I started to like New York, you know. Oh, that's living excellent. with a bunch of boys. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Where did you live, Dave? Any wacko um, apartments with when I musicians? <laughs> when I lived, well, I lived, when I went went to college, I lived in like apartments around. I, so I guess you mean when I moved back in yes. 2000. Dave's I return. moved, I, my triumphant return. Mm -hmm. I, again, I came to New York for the weekend. This is true. <laughs> Do you ever plan your life, Dave? <laughs> no, I swear to you, like I just, ghost places and and that's it though that's not what's happening right now i'm just in exile right now yeah but um i yeah i came to new york what happened was i was in cleveland and i started like i started like writing and like uh like books not books yet but i was writing like for newspapers and magazines and i started like i wanted to write comedy or I realized, but I didn't have like the sass what the, or the drive or confidence that people have. Or the will life. to hang out with these horrible human beings. <laughs> exactly. Hey, hey. you got to ramp up for this kind of shit. You love us. I do. <laughs> so I was like, but so a friend of mine, my friend John Kimbrough was writing for, he was doing the music for a TV show and it was a comedy show and he was like, you should write for this show. And it and turned that's out how they would... all men get their job. <laughs> anyway. Well, they, that, so they, they would have like, you could come in, it was like a non guild show or whatever. So you could come in and they would pay you a couple hundred bucks to just pitch jokes. So he got me in there and I was living in Cleveland and I just didn't, I never told them that I didn't live in New York because I thought that wouldn't <laughs> help. They wouldn't, that wouldn't inspire them to ask me back. So they'd be like, hey, can you come back like Tuesday? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And I would literally just like, it'd be like 200, I get 200 bucks for the meeting and it would cost, you could fly like really cheap on Southwest. So I would just come up, fly, go to a meeting, maybe stay or not. <laughs> And fly uh, Southwest, back. the motorcycle in the sky. <laughs> so I would do that because I was just like, this feels like my way out. <laughs> this feels like something could happen if I keep doing this. And then. So your first apartment in New York City was Cleveland, Ohio neighborhood. <laughs> Basically. And yeah. Southwest. Yeah. It was Cleveland, a really New York. long commute. And then, so then. Yeah, I was there and then they were like, hey, can you just work like full time starting Wednesday? So I was like, oh, yeah, sure. Southwest has just... morning and night flights. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was flying. No, so I just stayed and then I was kind of bouncing around for, I lived with, I because when I would go there and visit, I would live uh, with my friend Fran, 
who is this woman in her seventies who had a massive Upper West Side apartment and would kind of had an illegal bed and breakfast. <laughs> so I would rent what? from her and uh, and eat and muffins so, all day. Mm-hmm. No, well, it was like she would. No, she was very European, and she would serve Sorry, croissants. Like, Mm-hmm. No, she would. Well, she would serve like cheese and meat and eggs all the time. Oh, wow. like that's like Eastern European. I no? love this woman. Yeah, nice. a lot of spread. I want to live with her now. Yes, I never understood. I always thought it was the weirdest thing. No, you add a couple berries, and that's Andrea's breakfast. Yeah, I'm. I know. Eating. I I I didn't know that, and I was like, this lady's crazy. Why is she always serving me cold cuts for breakfast? <laughs> and then I finally. Um, you know, once I became an international superstar right. years later um, and I would tour in Europe, I'd be like, oh, this is what the rest of the world eats for breakfast. It's not so, a burger from McDonald's. Yeah, they, <laughs> it all made sense. But so I was living with her and then I How can- How did you I come can, to know a 70-year-old woman who ran an illegal- Good question. Good question, Andrea. <laughs> I, I didn't want to say anything, but thank I you. I mean, he said my she friend was, Fran- well, she became my friend over time, but she was an activist and my brother in, they, they had these meetings in her apartment for their various initiatives, mm-hmm. I guess. What, what were the causes that they was were activating? Was Fran Antifa? Yeah, it was sort of like early Antifa, basically, <laughs> what they were doing. They would, you know. So you lived in a cult? They lots of they meat. would they would kind of get well. I was never around for the meetings because that would go on. I would never saw any of those. But, sure, you didn't. Um, mm-hmm. Why do you was, know the secret handshake? I know all the stuff. But they, I think so that my brother knew her, so he's like, "Oh, you should stay with this woman." So, and she's she died like ten years ago, and she got in all this trouble for doing the illegal bed and breakfast. Which so there would have been and a trying to overthrow the and government, the cult, the cult, or that, no. That too. It was no, it wasn't a cult. They were just cool. doing good things, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, protesting. Did Fran tell you to say bullshit. that? <laughs> no, I mean, I'm on board to this day with everything they got up to, you know? And, but you wouldn't know because you were never there for the meetings. Well, the, the meetings had sort of petered out, but she got, she was mm-hmm. too old really to host the meetings anymore by I'm, the time I, I entered the picture. I'm like imagining that all of Fran's other like anti-fascist friends were also old ladies and they all lived in the Upper East Side. They pr- played like bridge and then also just <laughs> like all- talked about anarchy. <laughs> yes. I wish. I wish. No, it was it was like no, there would be people coming by sometimes, but it was like uh you know, other like sort of older like Daniel Berrigan. Do you know the priest Daniel Berrigan? No, you get get googling fascinating guy, but he would come over, we would hang, drink some vodka, some wild times at this apartment. But it was this massive. <laughs> How old was he at the time? Like, who, are you hanging out with like like strictly like seventy to eighty year olds at this time in your life? When at, you leave the house, do they go? Are you gonna go to your rock show now? <laughs> 
You they, want an extra piece of salami on your way out for the rock show friends? Put in your pocket. Well, no, like the thing, the weird thing. I met your it. drummer. I don't think he has a place to stay. <laughs> it's always they the drummer, were, too. We actually, do you know, oh, hello, Nick Kroll and John Mulaney? Yeah, thing? of course. Yeah. Their characters, you know, are these like Upper West Side Mm-hmm. New York guys, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and the that apartment, Fran's apartment was so because this was like, I was friends with her when they first started doing those characters, mm-hmm. and they were making videos, and so they asked me to be in one of the videos, and and I was like, you guys, we have to shoot it at my friend Fran's house because that's where your characters live. Yeah, so they're. I think they're on YouTube. There's like two videos shot at Fran's apartment that you wow. can. People like in the only New York Facebook ago. group, please find these videos on YouTube so we can. There's all one them. one with me in it, and there's one with Julie Klausner in it, and they're mm-hmm. both at Fran this apartment that I okay. speak of that I live at, at this time. How old is Fran? Seventy. Seven, maybe. Okay, in the videos, this is amazing. She's she's not in the video, right? But, but her places, her apartment is. Yeah. Does uh, at any point uh, does Nick or John ask, "What do you mean, your seventy-seven-year-old friend Fran?" They probably. I think pretty much most people had the same sort of level of uh, curiosity about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. about it was probably where yours is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And you were like, oh, no, she's my brother's friend. And you're like, is your brother 77? (laughs) No, but I don't know. I always kind of roll with uh, various. Yeah. Well, we're not in the same grade. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've always had a wide range. No, I totally understand that. When I was younger, I, you know, I mean, very similar to your upbringing. I worked at a tanning salon and (laughs) in Queens. And I, uh, you know, I was like from the, I I guess from the ages of like 16 to 20 around there. And I used to hang out with, uh, the electrolysis there who was, you know, about 25 years older than me. And we would go, we would, I mean, listen, we did so many fun things together. One of my favorite things that we used to do is put on a lot of makeup and then go to home Depot and try to pick up guys because we figured they either had a job or a house. Mm. Those are good uh, things to look for. So, I mean, I totally understand having older friends. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We're the same, Dave. Me and you are the same. (laughs) So, Dave, how long were you at Fran's place? And then what was your first place after Fran's? After you left under her wing? Well, I would would stay at her place, like, intermittently. You know, well, when I would come in and out of town. And then I moved in full-time for, like, a couple months. Mm Mm-hmm. But then stayed friends with her until she died. And then um, I lived, oh, from there I moved for a month. I, this is a very good New York thing or story. Um, I moved into my friend Vicky's studio apartment on Avenue C. Mm, and I was there. City. For, yeah, what, what we used to call Alphabet City back. I don't know why, why it's not called that anymore. It's a it fun some, name. It's just offensive. It has a bougie condo why, name now. Why is it? A, is it? I don't know. Who knows? Everything's everything's offensive. offensive. Right? I think they changed it because they thought it was like, oh, we need to like hit reset now that there's not as much drugs and things going on. But Alphabet City, 
I would just think of like Sesame Street or something. But anyway, Alphabet I, City is where I live. For those who have been listening for a while, is the place where that I lived where my cokehead roommate stole all my stuff mm-hmm. and yelled uh, the N word at her black boyfriend as she kicked him out of the house, mm-hmm. and where I snuck the stuff out of the window and uh, never returned. <laughs> and oh Jess Wood talked a lot about Alphabet City. Alphabet City is, even though it's nicer, obviously it's very gentrified now, it's still. It's still got. It's still very rock and roll, though. I mean, every time, you know, when when bands would come in from out of town and, you know, I would host them, uh, we would always hang out there. Like, that was where, like, the rock bars were. That's where the after hours places were. That Like, that was Mm -hmm. kind of, like, the rock scene, right? It lost some of its edge when it recently got a Trader Joe's. But, yes, some corners might be different than others, sure. In our current pandemic situation, it might uh, gain a little more edge. Maybe things are getting a little. Oh yeah, yeah. So you lived in Alphabet City in a studio for like a month, and then she was she was out of town, so she subletted it to me, and then she was coming back, and I was just like, "I'm a guy, and this place probably stinks." Mm -hmm. I remember thinking this that like I probably stink just being myself in this apartment for a month. So I should open a window and air it out. And this is like February, March. It's very cold and snowy out, 2003. And I I don't know what, oh, I wasn't thinking, but somehow I opened the window and somehow didn't notice that it was holding the air conditioner. This is our nightmare. This is our nightmare. I wanted to know someone that this happened to. We always I, talk about this. In my mind, somehow, because I don't know what I can't really explain why I did it. Other than that, <laughs> it wasn't. Maybe I registered that it was not connected, and I. It was in but there. You like, saw the air conditioner, like you saw the big air conditioner, right in front. Yeah, of you. I don't I'm know what the fuck. Somehow in my head, I I guess I must have thought the two were independent of each other. Right. You were like, this just sits in the window, and it's probably anchored from the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it, sometimes it, it they should, are. It, that, well, that's how they're supposed to. Be. I know, but that's not. And how they so, are. <laughs> like you, if and you're not supposed to be able to even open the window, mm-hmm. but it wasn't anchored. And you were able to open the window. And I, this thing was holding, being held in there by those plastic wings. Yeah, so yeah I, the accordion I open the window. I open the window and I hear like, let's kind of like, and I turn, I'm like, what's going on over there? And if the thing is out the window. I, somehow it's going out the window and I grab the cord. <laughs> It was the, it was not falling out all the way, and I grabbed the cord, thinking that'll save it, and I pulled back the f- cord with like the frayed ends. It was like a cartoon. It was, it was all happening in like slow motion, and then I like pitched like half my body out the window, like oh my god, because I think I've just moved back to New York, and I've killed someone. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. And I look and. Boom! This thing fell like two f- stories and landed on like a deck that someone had. Oh. I was like, 
Oh, thank God. Emda is no clutching one, her face right now. No that one could have was gone hurt. Very differently. Oh my God. Yeah. Had it been in the front of the apartment, I could have killed somebody. And I, so I was like, oh fuck. But thank God, you know, no one was hurt. And so it fell on. Then you got to go downstairs like, uh, excuse me. Um, air I'm new. <laughs> Uh, there might I, be one of my appliances, uh, may have landed on the air. <laughs> it might patio. be the blender, it's the blender or the air conditioner. Mm, I'm not sure. Well, I have the cord, so if it matches, it's mine. Let's walk over just to prove that <laughs> well, it's mine. <laughs> well, there were there was a coffee shop, maybe there still is. There was a coffee shop on the ground floor that nobody and... wanted to go to anymore because there's flying air conditions everywhere. Boom! Well, so like the deck was also the ceiling, I guess, of the back of the coffee shop. So, and, and you could enter the coffee shop without, you could enter it through the, the apartment building, like through the first floor. And so I was like, I'm just gonna walk in there and kind of check the vibe. Of- <laughs> See if anyone feels like, like there was recently a murder you look or like, like vibe check. Yeah, like hey, yeah. anyone die around here lately? Because it wasn't me. Did anyone well, hear that wild animal? Was it a wild animal? I heard something. Anyone hear something? There was a wolf on the roof. I think unrelated. Well, Have you seen my air conditioner? I was like, I thought if they're freaking out in here, as as well, I expected them to be. I was like, if they're f- freaking out. Then you're going to go gonna, back to Cleveland for the weekend? <laughs> no, I'm going to tell them what happened. I'm going to be like, hey, oh, wow. uh, I'm the guy. Mm-hmm. I'm the idiot. But I walked in there and nothing. They were just business as usual. So I was like, okay. Because everyone was on drugs, Dave. Everyone was not I know, on this, heroin. It was a simpler time. So <laughs> I was like, I was like, all right, I'm just going to let this one go. <laughs> and, <laughs> That was your freebie. And, that was your New York freebie. And I moved. I moved out you that night. You never said anything. I told my friend. I called my friend and I said, "Hey, she was on her way back from the airport or something." I was like, "Just so you know, uh, when you get back, it might be warm." <laughs> <laughs> no, it was winter. It was freezing. <laughs> so um, I. Uh, yeah, I just told her I was like, I I owe you an air conditioner. I have still you have, repa- okay. I have not. I still owe her an air conditioner. Well, that must be really stressful to carry on your conscience. And I think that the best thing to do when you're totally stressed out is to use online counseling. Yes. I've been using it. I've been using BetterHelp online oh counseling. God, you're good. Thank you so much. You know, it's it's hard because you know sometimes you know we're in all different places and you can't always get to your therapy appointment, but. BetterHelp Online Counseling is from the comfort of your own home. You never have to wait in, in like an awkward office. You don't have to see anyone. This is real counseling too. This is not self-help. Anything you share is confidential. It's convenient. It's professional and it's affordable. You could talk about depression, stress, anxiety, anger, grief, self-esteem, anything like that. Trauma and as, from getting hit by an air conditioner. Absolutely. Trauma from thinking you hit someone <laughs> with an air conditioner. Mm-hmm. You know, any kind of thing like that. And as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash New York. You could join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash New York. Love it. So yes. Dave, you dodged a felony. And, I dodged um, a felony. 
Mm-hmm. So that was uh, attempted murder. That was, you know, attempt- it, was it was manslaughter. Hamda. Oh, yes. Murder now, is premeditated. This was man. That's true. This is true. That's what I always yeah. say. I'm like, I have never thought before I did anything like, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm violent, like it's not, there's no thought. So it's always just going to be manslaughter. But do me. you see the clarification knowing that Andrea watches way too much of these murder <laughs> mysteries? I like, God, I, um, I murdered my wife. The series. It's like, actually, you, you manslaughtered her. <laughs> but yeah, that's, yeah. you know, because oh, <laughs> I mean, it the word man so is in more, there for a reason, you know, it sounds a lot more violent, though. Um, Dave, you weren't always just, you know, like a superstar, international superstar and the author of three books. Like you mm-hmm. weren't, there was three, a time, three, yes. right. Three of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a time before that when you had other jobs, what were, uh, what was like, you know, a job that you did here in New York city? Um, I had a job. Well, this is going back before that. I, I worked probably the first job I had in New York after college, I worked, at a homeless shelter for a oh. little while. How was that? For what did you do there? Years. Um, I was, my job, I was called a program aide. And that was basically kind of a do whatever they want you to do mm-hmm. position. I would put on meals. I would do, it was a homeless shelter on 108th Street between Columbus and Amsterdam. And it was okay. for seniors, people over 55, technically. Is that where you met Fran? <laughs> I was going to say, you were like, I, this is actually my age group of friends. No, so, no. Like demo. I, no, Fran, she probably, I'm sure she didn't live far from there. She lived like 10 blocks from there. Well, but, I don't uh, want to go too far. <laughs> but she, no, so I worked there and I, I would put on meals and I would do, I would just do whatever they wanted me to do. Like I, there was a guy that had scabies. Oh, I've had scabies. And, Wait, like long-term and, scabies or just had it like? I like, think like when, was he he living? I don't know with scabies? if there's different settings for scabies. <laughs> there isn't. You no, but you got them or you don't. <laughs> but I'm saying like, was he like? Was he just like it? accepting that he has scabies? Uh, I I think he was probably very seemingly very accepting of it i don't think anyone else around him was no one wanted to get because scabies is very treatable yes it is yeah but you know he's a homeless guy so he's recently placed in this facility and and he he wouldn't uh his hygiene wasn't great sure so he would soil himself and things like that um so my job during the time that he was there and the time when we were both there, I would, when I would come in on Saturdays, I would take him and, you know, over uh, supervise his shower, I guess, and mm-hmm. make sure he cleaned things. And then I would have to rub uh, oh. the, the scabies well, lotion on each individual sore would you put I it would, in between the webs of his fingers? Because that's I, where I, mean, I got my scabies. He, I mean, he had he had it truly everywhere ex- except for his genitals and his face. No, the, his his ass everywhere. In case you're wondering what scabies is, it's actually a mite. It's a mite. That yeah. Burrows yeah, into yeah, your skin. Burrows into your skin, but it has you know these painful sores that and you get, get rashes from it yeah they also so. it also takes a very long time to get rid of scabies like i had scabies between the webs of my fingers and i put 
meds on them and it took weeks for them to go away and I only had it on my hands. You know, all over your body would take so long. Oh yeah. And you had to, I had to like put literally like a dab of this scabies lotion on every single sore on his body. So, and it was kind of like, uh, really it's, I know to hear about it, it sounds gross, but it was actually really good, uh, thing for me to be doing because I was like 21, 22 and so far up my own ass and that to do something like that took me so f- I you can't possibly think about when's my band gonna when's someone gonna <laughs> listen to our <laughs> demo you know yes. <laughs> you, you can't really think about anything like that when you're doing you know working you know doing that sort of work so it was actually like I was kind of weirdly grateful for it as, it was very as, humbling if you will <laughs> yeah even though like I mean I wasn't I wasn't like oh this is so fulfilling but I I did appreciate the sort of break from my own existential crises did- and and I was also broke so I would like you know I'd put on meals there and I made seven dollars and 77 cents an hour and luck. and and I would they somehow made that then yeah they chose that random thing and uh and then I would be able to eat there as well so you know I was 21 and they and part of the job was like hey when you're done serving everyone fix yourself a plate so I was like this is the best it's honestly as far as non uh as far as jobs were aside from the things I do now that I you know like doing that's the best job i ever had i mean comedians pick up after dogs shit now so i think you were doing fine it was it was good oh you mean like comedians who are dog walkers yeah yeah that that was a pretty low blow hemda yeah Yeah. for comedians yeah hey (laughs) they needed to hear it (laughs) well i have a question about the scabies guy so Mm -hmm. did he were you worried that you would get scabies? Did you ever get scabies? Because it is very contagious. Oh, I was super worried. I was so, I mean, because at the time I had long, glamorous hair. Yeah, that's scabies homes. Yeah. This is like I had post-grunge beautiful hair. Mm-hmm. Ringlets. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, man. So I would do things like that and I would change out like lice-ridden mattresses. And so... Yeah. I was freaked out doing these jobs, but they, you know, they were like, you can't show people that you're freaked out when you're doing these jobs. You can't show the lice that you're scared of them. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta keep your cool. Like you can't make a spectacle. Uh, So I would, uh, I was pretty nervous, but I I did the best I could. With the scabies guy, were you guys like friendly? Did he tell you about his life? Like how close do you become with these people? You, I think you get pretty cl- close in those circumstances. Um, I mean, I think I, I, I really liked the, th- the thing I loved about that job is, is that I was this kid from the suburbs of Cleveland and no one there, every, everyone there was a native New Yorker or from another country, pretty much without exception. And they were all older. And so we really only had you know, we didn't have a lot in common, you Mm -hmm. know, so except for like just basic Mm -hmm. things like 
what's for dinner? Meatloaf. I hate meatloaf. Me too. And um, it was that kind of, so we were just kind of, it was nice. Like you would just be, talk about like basic things, go, what was going on right in front of you and things like that. But I did remember any, that. Did anything, that? Dram- did anything dramatic happen? Yes. Well, very quickly, the guy we did, the one thing I remember talking about him is, so I would give him a brand new outfit after every shower weekly. I would go, go down to the clothing room and pick out, a, you know, some clothes and give them to him. And one time I gave him this outfit and then he was going to dinner and he said, I can't walk into the dining room like this. Everyone's going to think I'm from Paris, France. Because <laughs> I look so amazing. And I'll never forget that. But the drama. Okay, so the, what the dramatic? I could imagine. Thing wait, before you start, I could totally imagine that this is actually possible with you because I've seen your get-ups. Yeah. And I think, like, what do you remember? What you put him uh, in? I that bet he you, thought he was. You, bought, you got the best outfit for him. I think I did. Yeah, I tried to pick like the best. It was like a denim shirt and jeans and it, something else. Like oh, you put him in a what's that? The a Canadian tuxedo. <laughs> Canadian put him in a tuxedo. Canadian tuxedo. A Parisian Canadian tuxedo. The dramatic thing that happened though, so like I was doing pretty well at this job and I was really enjoying it. So I was made supervisor one night. Oh, like of the overnight, I was in charge of the whole shelter overnight while this regular day-to-day staff was gone. It was me, a security guard, and then like one or two program aides. And so it was part of that. I had keys to everything. I was like fully in charge of this place, a hundred all access to every jello oh yeah it was amazing so at one point the the cook this guy who was like going to chef school came in and he's like hey can i have the keys to the freezer i want to get some meat and i naively assumed he was defrosting meat for the weekend Mm -hmm. so i just said sure here you go and he leaves comes back 20 minutes later gives me the keys I go home and I come in the next day um, and they're like, oh, did you hear what happened last night? Um, This guy, um, I don't want to say his name, but I'm like, oh, what happened? They're like, someone gave him the keys to the freezer (laughs) and he stole 300 pounds of meat. And I was like, what? And I was playing dumb because I was like, they're not accusing me. There's a, you see a pattern here. I was like, not owning up to it. And I was like, huh, that's weird. Who would do that? Like, Dave, why are you holding an air conditioning cord? <laughs> so uh, they're like, yeah, someone gave him the keys. And I was like, well, I was like, well, how did he get 300 pounds of meat out of the past this guy? <laughs> and uh, they're like, oh, he took it out up the stairs and out the back door of the kitchen and threw it over the fence to his buddy. And I was like, well, why would they steal 300 pounds of meat? Why would anyone do that? And they're like, to sell it on the street. And I was like, who buys meat on the street? <laughs> and they're like, a lot of people would buy meat on the street. I'm like, all right. And then I was like, well, why, why did they do that? And they're like, for the money. I was like, well, but he works here. Like, and they're like, yeah, but he wants... He wants the money for crack. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so they're like, well, he's a crack addict. And uh, I was like, what are you? T-? And he, and then so what I learned. Have you is, seen a movie before you got to New York? <laughs> they were they were, So basically everyone working, aside from the actual social workers who worked in the nine to five, you know, at this place in the 
you know, the people that were really running the place, the, all the sort of skeleton crew of supervisors and security guards and program aides were almost entirely <laughs> recovering crackheads, crack addicts. Oh. And with the exception of me. So, <laughs> uh, so here I was, I was all proud of myself. Like, oh my gosh, I'm doing so well. I was promoted to supervisor. And I thought it was because I was doing such a great job, but really the only reason they put me in charge is because they're like, Dave's not going to smoke crack on the job. Let's put him you in charge. You could pass the piss test. Yeah. Because literally like, so, like someone would stop showing up and you'd be like, what happened to this person? And they'd be like, oh, they found him smoking crack in the basement. They had one, you know. And Just a what, side note, I um I have bought meat sort of on on the street. Oh, some the, filet mignon. It was you know oh a like kind of a truck? friend. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, it was like twenty bucks for a bunch of filet mignon, and um, it was fantastic. But you never were getting your nails done, and then like someone comes in and is like, uh, "We got meat in the car. Do you want to see it?" I've heard. I've had that happen to me. Yeah, it happens. Um, Dave, I'm going to tell you uh, just for a future reference, like I know that we can't do anything about it now, but um, the first sign that he was actually a crack addict. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. He literally told you why he wanted the keys. <laughs> I I know. Like he... like he did not give any fucks. He was like, <laughs> hello, uh, I'm going to take the meat out of the freezer. Give me the keys. And you were like, yep. I know. I fully just thought... <laughs> Okay, that, that. that checks no, he, it's out. not even yeah. like he, he didn't even he didn't even lie. He wasn't even like you know what? Let me check something in the freezer. I want to make sure that we have enough for the like. He didn't make up a story. He was he like, didn't "I'm gonna do anything take, bad." Nothing. Yeah. He's like, "Hello, can I have the keys? I'm gonna take the meat out." And you were like, "Yep." And Dave was I like, know, "He's gonna make yeah, a gravy all, reduction." It's all like <laughs> from Paris, uh, France. I He's thought, gonna make a yeah. Chateau Briand. <laughs> Yeah, he didn't hide it at all. I, and it's, and I thought I was waiting for. I was like, well, when am I gonna get fired or in trouble for this? And and my brother had gotten me the job at this place because he was he had been an actual social worker at this place before, mm. and was now uh, working in another homeless shelter. So he got me the job, and so I asked him. I was like, hey, uh, no one ever said anything to me about that thing like did what why why wasn't i reprimanded and he was just like no i you know they know that you just don't know what's going on <laughs> he's just he's basically like they they that you were innocent and they just they knew that you didn't like you you know was, this so guy sweet. Like, was he jack this guy that that uh stole the meat like was he strong man uh, yeah, I think he's pretty strong. I mean, because I'm gonna like, say 300 pounds of like frozen meat, not like, all at once. I know, I mean, but it was still, like, even like a relay, like that's almost like CrossFit. Yeah, well, you know, and then throwing it over a fence, and then having some like this is, I think that's an actual CrossFit workout. Mm-hmm. Like when they put the the workout of the day on the board, it's like um, 300 pounds of the meat throw. <laughs> so maybe that I, other guy just thought he was in a CrossFit class. Yeah, he was like, I, oh god, I hate working out. I do remember he was very sweaty when he returned the keys. I do remember that. You were like, but you were in the freezer. <laughs> I yeah, don't understand. So, There's something off with confusing. temperatures here. <laughs> He's like, no, I was just sweating in the freezer because we were doing the workout of the day. Yep. Well, so, what kind yeah. of meat was it? 
I think it was just like ground. The filet mignon that I had. Mm-hmm. The yeah, filet I'm mignon. bought it from this crackhead. It's ground, great. Ground, ground yeah. chuck or something. Uh, all right. So nothing like, yeah. you know, wasn't like. It's a homeless shenter. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't have been like a fancy cut. It's not lamb right. tips, you know. No. See, that's where I would see. I, I'll buy like a fancy meat on the street, right? Like if you. Will you? Like, yeah, because there's the guys with the trucks. Come on, Andrea. Like, you know, you make it like I'm not Italian. But uh, Hemda, like you bought filet mignon and that's fine, right? But like if someone was trying to sell me like choice chuck, ground chuck, yeah. I'd be like, okay, wait a minute. Where do those come I, from? Why isn't it a tube? Because like, they come in tubes. Have you seen these things? No, no, I haven't. They co- usually if you have a lot of ground beef, um, they come in these tubes. Mm. And it's just like these giant like meat sticks mm-hmm. yeah that's that's every man i've ever been with yeah <laughs> very very remnant oh of my boy. childhood sorry dave oh. Oh, so you had you had an incident with a homeless person but like out in the world right because M- me yeah, yeah didn't you i did i'm glad you asked um <laughs> just thought since we're hanging dave, some years later <laughs> some years later I was riding out to, in 2012, this was the summer of 2012, and I was riding, I was doing a show at Littlefield mm. in Brooklyn, and it was- Cool venue. Cr- That's where crap. I saw you, Dave. Mm-hmm. That's what was, so I was like, they were doing this, Kraftwerk was doing a show at the MoMA, and Joe Garden from The Onion was like Kraftwerk sold out. So he put together this show, a tribute to Kraftwerk at Littlefield with comedians and musicians and stuff, everyone doing a Kraftwerk song. Mm-hmm. So I was going out there and I I had put on a suit and I had a guitar on my back. From Paris. From, a suit from Paris, France. Mm-hmm. And I was going down, I was at 23rd and Broadway and I, I was going down into the, subway and then i was like oh man i'm so hungry and there was like a a gyros or gyro stand as you say but i'm from cleveland so so i say gyro (laughs) but so i got a gyro and i took it onto the train and it's rush hour and i open it and i'm eating it and it's like really messy and dripping and i realize i'm like i'm an asshole i'm like eating a gyro on the train at rush hour like what kind of asshole would do that so this guy uh I got off at the next stop to finish because I was like, I don't want to stink up this train with meat. That's while nice of you. Yeah, That's you're very conscious of your really, smell and spaces, Dave. Yeah. I tried. I try to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I only got after off, you already did it, though. But okay. I know, I know. At, after the after the fact, so I I got off and I was finished eating the gyro, and then there I was there was no trash can for whatever on the platform. And so I set it down on one of those, you know, those metal, like the storage. Yeah, like the little bars. Things at the end, at yeah. the end of the platform. Cause I was like, well, I don't want to throw it on the ground of the tracks. So I'll just set it here. And then, you know, whoever's cleaning up later can grab it, I guess. I don't know why. I, I don't, I just didn't want to, I don't know, didn't want to put it in my pocket or whatever. So, and I did this, and this homeless guy, turns out is on asleep on the other side of the storage thing. And he gets up and he's like really mad. And he just starts screaming like back up. 
And uh, <laughs> I backed up home. like, a li- yeah, I was. And, and I was like, I kind of moved a little bit, but I was just like, what? I like, I was like, you know, I probably was just like, my ego I was like, no one tells me to back up. I'm from Paris, and, uh, France. Do you I'm, see this and, hair? <laughs> yeah. So I was like, you know, I moved a little bit, but I was just like, oh, the train's coming in or whatever. So he yells back up again. So I kind of move a little bit, but I'm not like running away. And then he yells back up a third time. And then from out of nowhere, he has like a bottle, a Gatorade bottle full of piss. <laughs> and just like. You could just tell because they don't have a flavor of that color. Yeah, they no, there's no, there's no piss just flavor. Registered. You know when you see like a bottle of piss yep, on the yep. ground in New York, you don't, you know you just know that's piss. That's not yep. lemon flavored Gatorade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Poland Spring doesn't make urine. It's more apple juice. If I if I would have to yeah. get anything. If it's apple so, juice, you need to drink more water. But go yeah. unless it's unless you exact. took vitamin C, and then it's like <laughs> then it could be like lemon lime Gatorade. Was this homeless guy drinking vitamin C? He was. Yeah, he was on a very was he doing a juice regimen? <laughs> doing all this, you know. But yeah, he he d- threw a whole bottle on <gasps> this piss on me. Just was it, <laughs> was it open? Uncapped, was it open? Yeah, uncapped. He threw the piss on me. <laughs> okay. Well, again, I'm gonna Dave. Uh, I know it's too late now, Covered. but let's let's go back. Okay. Um, he said to you. Three times, back <laughs> up. I don't. In think my he'd... defense, the third time he had, had already started the wind up. He was done <laughs> negotiating. He did warn did you. He... I that I don't think it was. Oh, at he you. totally he totally warned me, and yeah. I thought I thought I'm ten feet away. Who's gonna yell at me to move? <laughs> I was an idiot. And how much and I, did got on you? Uh, how much is an, uh, 12 ounces, 16 ounces, <laughs> whatever, 24, whatever's in a large Probably bottle about of Gatorade. 24 ounces. Oh so he's, I don't think he threw it on you exactly. Like, I think that you were in the way of where he throws his pee. Like that's, I think, mm. I think, oh, I no, think you could was, take that personally. You can go ahead and do that. No, I no, I, th- I think, I think it could should. be argued. He seemed to be grappling with mental issues. It could be argued that he was throwing it at, someone else that was didn't exist but was standing right where i was standing mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. but it was definitely intended he hit his target i mean <laughs> was not it's good aim it was it, imp- it was in, amazing did i mean get not in a drop mouth? voice did it get in your mouth i was gonna i don't us. think it no i i somehow you remember like the cat-like reflexes to turn <laughs> And it got all, I, I was definitely glistening and wet from it. And it was all over me. Where do and, you go after that? Do you continue? Yeah, where do you go from there? Well, like people, it's rush hour. So there's like, people are seeing this and everyone's just running away from us. Like, just like, holy shit. Were they screaming, a, pee fight? They're just <laughs> like. Dave whips his dick out and starts peeing in the whole sky. That's right, you guys can like, do that. <laughs> Yeah, we could. You're both peeing each other's in that. I this is this is where my uh, (laughs) experience working at the homeless shelter came into play because I had that split second where I was like, I'm gonna fucking kill this guy. And then 
that was like this flash of just anger. And then I was like, I thought, oh, wait, I worked at a homeless shelter for a long time. I totally get where this guy's coming from. This has nothing. He's got a lot going on. Yeah. That has yeah. nothing to do with me. Yeah, but how do and, you get home? Well, I, I walked out of the subway because I was like, I can't go to my gig in this state. No good? Covered in piss? Was covered in piss. I was like, <laughs> mm. So I, I walked out of the thing and it was rush hour, so there's no cabs. But then there was like a town, like a Lincoln town car or whatever. Coming. They deserve and it. He, Honestly, they now, do deserve it. Yeah, treat They yourself. see me and I'm like, I'm like calling people because I'm like, got to get word out on this. And, and so I'm like talking to people and extra, then I get in the car extra, and I hang up. I know. I was like, I can't. So I get in the car though. I'm like, I can't talk about this any longer. I can't tell the guy I'm covered in piss. So I'm like, I just, yeah, asked, him, I just asked him to drive me home. And I wasn't that far from my house. I think I was like at 18th and Broadway. And I lived at the time on West 4th. So quit John home. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to walk. Yeah, you could have walked. No, you no, should have I, walked. What? Oh have my no. god! Have you ever been covered in piss in public before? I was covered walk in piss. Home. No, no, because no, I had I had a show. I had a show I had to go to. No, you so, don't. Not anymore. <laughs> no, no. I I went home. I got. I carefully went into my. Now apartment. he could jump on a city bike, and that's uh-huh. where we're at. Anyway, uh-huh. go ahead. Uh-huh. I know I could have, and then. So I carefully like took off all the all my clothes and put them in a garbage bag, and then I showered and put on another suit from France, and, and then from France, and then I took uh, the the suit to the and all the, all the tie all the stuff to the to the. I can tell you exactly. I know exactly that every time I see these clothes now, I think of like this is the piss outfit. And I do. I know the tie. I know the shirt. I know the whole deal. Can we and can we post it in our Facebook group? The picture of the piss outfit. I Please. don't have it together. I, I probably have a photo of of you in it. Some version of it. Yeah. I mean, yes. I know the, I know the suit and I know the shirt. I know all the any stuff. of this. Any piece of this. You in it would be the best. Yeah. <laughs> Join and our then, Facebook group. <laughs> I, it's the worst suit. I mean, it's a great suit, well, but I, the, I know the suit. Whenever I look at it, I think that's the suit I wore to my mom's funeral, and then that's the suit I got covered in piss in two years oh, after that. And significant piece of clothing. So yeah. I have both to, very so, triggering. I know they're both. And you know yeah. who else remembers that suit? That Lincoln Town Car. <laughs> <laughs> He's on another well, podcast tonight, telling yes. the story about when some wacko covered in piss <laughs> in a three-piece suit. The worst. That I the have worst. a gig. Hurry up! That's that car driver's first Dave Hill experience. <laughs> You'll never forget your first Dave. He's Hill like, experience. and he kept saying, "I wrote a book. I wrote a book." <laughs> Three, well, at the time, yeah, it was at only, the time it was one book. It was just the one book at the yeah. time. Yeah. But, uh, okay. So once you get to three, you can be covered in diarrhea. That's the, the status level that you reach. No, I have lim- I have limits, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought it through though. I didn't lean back hmm. in the, in the thing. And I thought, uh, probably not getting pissed really. On Did you tip seat. this guy? Oh Yeah. Like a lot? 
I mean, I think I, I recall spending like 25 bucks to go from okay. what, what so that's probably what been. a Lincoln Town Car charges though. So in New York City, when you don't get a yellow cab and you don't get an Uber, you get a town car. And these town car guys are like giant scammers. Yes. Oh, yeah. And they think that they're like private drivers mm-hmm. and they're not. They're just wackos in a Lincoln Town Car. They call and- themselves limousines. And it's like, yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> and really they're just like you know not limousines um (laughs) and they they charge like twice the money and they always try to like especially at rush hour when i used to try to get a yellow cab they used to try to solicit me constantly Uh Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah they'd be like come on get in toots and you're like that's that's exactly what happened to me yeah you know what you should have pissed in the car i actually once got i mean it couldn't have made it worse but <laughs> I actually um, once got into one of these black cabs covered in maple syrup. Um, and I'll okay, try way more delicious. <laughs> oh, Canada. Uh, this was come to, come to you around for this. Wait, wait, I, no, was this, a were you a victim? Were yeah. you a victim of a hate crime? <laughs> That's how you tar and feather a Canadian. <laughs> you throw maple syrup on them and then. Go and back just, to where you came from. And then blue. Let, let the every city t- take them. <laughs> every time you do it, it costs you like $85. <laughs> yes. No, I was at, I did. Okay. I'll try to, I'll try to make the story brief. I was, someone recommended me to do a show. Um, and the theme of the show was the aristocrats, the very famous uh, mm-hmm. joke. Uh-huh. And so the show, basically the person who recommended me, they were like, I need to find someone who's going to do something fucking crazy. And mm-hmm. someone was like, oh, Andrea wow. Allen. Yeah, I would, I would have recommended you. Yes. Yeah. Something fucking 100%. crazy. Um, Love it. So I met this guy and he was like, so everyone else is going to do a regular set and then you're going to do a modern version of the aristocrats. So do whatever you think. A Canadian version. An interesting new version of the aristocrats. Um, so I decided that I was going to do a piece of performance art where I acted out two girls, one cup um, with mm-hmm. myself. That's right. <laughs> oh, my God. A, <laughs> wow. A, a, another girl figurine that I made. By uh, the way, if you don't know what two girls, one don't cup Google is, it. A, do don't Google, Google it. it. And B, if you're going to Google it, incognito window all the way. Don't, and then no, C, just, don't, don't Google it. Don't Google it. Don't Google it. Just ask someone what yeah. it is and then don't tell them not to Google it if they don't know. Like it, yeah. this, this has to end somehow. Yes. So <laughs> I thought I would recreate two girls, one cup. So I, I formed a woman to play the other part. I was one of the girls. I formed the other girl. She was made of a broom. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I printed out a picture of a girl's face. I put it on top of the broom and then there's throw up and shit involved in two girls, one cup. So mm-hmm. to create the throw yeah, I know. up, to create the throw up, I bought a uh, canned soup, mushroom soup and, um, like broth, like a brown mm-hmm. broth. And I mixed that together and I put that in one maple syrup container and then so you do- knew to add water when you're doing a throw up bit <laughs> yes you have to do con- okay. Okay. okay so okay. that let's, was the let's, front let's chop chop on this story <laughs> oh yeah Andrew, oh, you know you can't do these stories for tracy the back mm-hmm. was maple syrup we got to the best the back was maple syrup and like chocolate syrup mixed together the okay. back you mean the shit the back that's what we're gonna censor she's like the bottom (laughs) 
<laughs> the buttocks. Okay. So so then I go to Bushwick to this witchcraft store. It's in the middle of the oh, yeah. uh-huh, uh-huh. in a garage. There's no AC. It's very hot. And I start acting up the two girls, one cup. I'm pouring the soup and the syrup. Mm-hmm. Do you ever like look out onto a group of people and be like, everyone here thinks I'm out of my fucking mind? And Are you doing like, that now? And they're right. Yes. <laughs> And they're right. And like, mm-hmm. what have I done to get to this point in my life? You're like, I have a degree. <laughs> I went to school. <laughs> I flew outside of my country and came to your country. Mm-hmm. And now I'm chugging syrup and just, you know, soup. And it's everywhere. It's so, it wasn't high quality syrup either. It was so sweet. Oh, that's okay. Well, now this is disgusting. So this is, what are you saying? This is like, Artificial maple syrup? Yes, it's like so uh, sugar. Andrea, it's sugar. That's disgu- Andrea, that's disgusting. It's one of the most disgusting things I've ever done in my what, life. What you, like oh. an IHOP syrup? Yeah, yes, that level. This isn't even pure maple syrup? Not even pure. It was Ugh. pure trash. Garbage. It, garbage. I am, and I was covered. It was hot. I was covered in syrup. If I did it, it would have been grade AA. I, I, I didn't think about just, it. Just... I, didn't, I didn't think much yeah, about see, it. See, you're upsetting Dave now. Now yeah. Dave's upset. Yeah. I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd say upset, so much as uh, disappointed. No, you, you were way more zen about the guy throwing piss at you than you are at this. Okay, may it's, I remind you? Well, because was... I'm just, I don't. I wouldn't cover my willingly cover myself in uh, mm. liquids. Not mm. a lot of people do. Not a, again. The Unless there was a lot of. A lot of cash involved. I was going to say, I, I bet you got paid a lot for this. I lost money on this. Yeah, she had I, to buy all the maple syrup. I bought all the supplies. I man, went to Brooklyn. Man. America. I fucking ruined those people's nights. Yeah. And, and then your I outfit. felt so, and I felt so and bad. And your reputation. That yeah. I had to clean everything. So I was cleaning everything. The bathroom wasn't really working correctly. It's sure. very little water. Wait, so you're saying that in a comedy venue, <laughs> there wasn't like a very great working clean bathroom to no, clean up in? No, okay. no, no. It wasn't a comedy. Oh, it was a witchcraft wow. shop in, the, oh, okay. in, in Bushwick. Mm-hmm. In, in oh, that's where you performed it. Okay. That's where I Do performed. a spell and then yeah. just like zip, zip, <laughs> cleans it up. Yeah. Perfect. And I finished doing this horrible thing to these people. And mm-hmm. then I had to get, take a car home. And no, I was you like, didn't. <laughs> What Akhemda I'm in Bushwick? How am I getting home to Astoria? You walk to Harlem if you need to. <laughs> you can't, or or get naked and then get into the car. I or something. I was like, I need to get into this man's car covered in maple syrup and clam chowder. <laughs> oh my god, clam chowder, clam chowder. Okay. chowder. You couldn't pick like pea soup. Right. Or like potato. No. That's the, vo- it has to preserve the integrity of the vomit. Oh, and right. Right. What it wasn't clam chowder well, is the I, closest thing. I fainted. Okay. Well, I <laughs> fainted. Good. Thank you. Thank Tracy. you so much, Andrea, for being our co-host. And you've lasted, you've lasted longer than I thought you would, honestly. Um, I didn't think that at episode, whatever we're at, this was going to be the last one, but the, I thank you so much, Andrea, for joining us. <laughs> You're welcome. Dave, usually we apologize to the audience, but today we apologize to you. I am so sorry. And your family. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You don't deserve this. No, it's a beautiful. I'm just. You're a nice person. uh, Sometimes. I don't know. These stories. Sometimes. Yeah. Dave has us on mute. He's had us on mute for. (laughs) 
for 20 minutes. I'm like, I no, went to I this just... witch show. And Dave's like, nope. He heard no, chatter. I, I would definitely want to do this. I'm a big fan of witchcraft stores. And <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, maybe Andrea could recommend It's you. not the booking I'm questioning. Okay. That's not the issue. Okay. Because I, I support say... the booking strongly. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it's the, it's the execution it. of the whole thing. I just well, wouldn't, um, for me, yeah, I just wouldn't, unless someone was like, you're going to make so much money by covering yourself in these fluids. <laughs> or if I was like on Double Dare. Or if I was yeah. smoking crack at a homeless yeah. shelter. Also, so this guy, variety of afterwards, this guy was like, whoa, that was a bit much. And I was like, I was recommended to you. <laughs> As a crazy person. No, yeah, well, for that, that one, for that one, you were right. You? you weren't, you weren't no. right to get into anyone's car. Okay, <laughs> but to for for him to say the words aristocrat joke and Andrea Allen, yes, and and, and who in the comedy world can you get that's crazy? <laughs> that's on you. Right. And also, I like that someone said, like, who in the comedy world can you get that's crazy? And they were like the craziest person <laughs> in the comedy world that I could think of off the top of my head. The craziest person out of crazy people. Yep. Whatever. <laughs> I feel it's it as Andrea a badge, Allen as a badge of honor. And also well, I'd do it again. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being here. Uh, Dave, this was amazing. You're now our new co-host, Dave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm so oh, glad. Wow. That, yeah, you're joining us. Dave, um, what are you working on? What do you want to plug? Talk to us. Tell are the you audience. on a fourth book? Yeah, tell yeah. tell the audience where you're you know, it's funny. You I was media. just just getting i'm i am working on a fourth book not to brag mm-hmm. um but uh yeah i'm on Insta, i'm banned from twitter for life yeah you know what somehow you, you said worse things than the president on twitter and got banned oh apparently i've said things worse than all these many horrible people on twitter but all i all i did was tell mother jokes that a 12 year old would but whatever oh. actually i highly recommend being banned from twitter because you'll free up so much time and you'll have less bullshit in your, in your field of vision and in your brain and things like that. But I then sometimes I'll have like a, something I'm like, Oh, that's a tweet, isn't it? (laughs) No, I I guess it's not. Nope. (laughs) Nope. And, um, (laughs) but I'm on Instagram at Mr. Dave Hill at MR Dave Hill. If you want to, and sometimes I'll, if I really feel strongly, I will type up a thing and I'll post it there. <laughs> oh, and pretend That's that you tweeted rare. it. Very rarely. Dave has like, like a photoshopped rare. tweet. It's like it, ghost yeah. tweets. The ghost tweets of Dave Hill. Yeah. No, he I'll puts he puts like, the little Twitter bluebird put- <laughs> in the corner. Desperate for. I'm here, no, I guys. Can't, I can't recommend it enough. Like delete Twitter. It's, it'll be. I would say that and microdosing are the two like in terms of changes I've made in my life in the last year and changed, those are way up there. All right. So there, but other than that, uh, things I'm, yeah, my new comedy album, the pride of Cleveland, one of my bands painted doll has a new record out. And then, and and then another one of the bands has this record out, which, which taint, which is the party record of the summer. Oh, wow. And um, other than that, I'm just working on uh, expressing myself uh, here in my bunker. Okay. Yeah, and, uh, I'm proud of you. You have to follow uh, Dave's Instagram because um, 
a few months back in the depth of a depression, Dave posted a video of a bird flying into his open shirt. And I think it probably kept me going for <laughs> several more weeks. Oh, yeah. I was attacked. <laughs> Dave was attacked by a bird. I was, <laughs> I was, sh- I was shooting. I was, sh- I had set my phone camera up. And one of my big, my big breakthrough on this uh, during the pandemic is I, I bought a few jumpsuits. Oh yes, florals. And floral, one's floral, one's twall, and one has like a, it's more masculine, has like a racing oh. stripe. From Paris, That's France. for, they're from, all from, they're from Montana. I found this woman <laughs> in Montana that makes them and I just got How'd so worked up about it. <laughs> I, on, I found her on Etsy. And um, yeah. I, cause I was looking, it's really hard to find a jumpsuit yeah. that I, for me, that I would wear. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, she's done it. So I ordered one cause I was like, I'm only going to wear jumpsuits during the pandemic. Understood. And I got one, then I ordered another one, then I got a third one. And now I want a fourth one, but I'm just trying to calm down. But I was I wearing this jumpsuit. I know, pandemic. but you know, this is the time. Couldn't it be argued that I have, if I have three jumpsuits, the treating has taken place. <laughs> That's true. Um, but I, so I, I was wearing this jumpsuit and I had it zipped open pretty far and I was looking into the camera and then this bird, like a sparrow, though I didn't know what was going on. All of a sudden I could hear and feel like some activity going on. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? And, and that's how you got you found out that you were banned from Twitter. I was banned. <laughs> they sent the bird to get you. You were oh, tweeted to death. Oh man. But it was okay. The bird was okay. I was worried I hurt the little guy, but he was all right. Oh. It's yeah. a great video. Close call. It. So watch it on repeat. It is on my Instagram. If you scroll back, it probably happened like in May or something. Okay. I will find it. I will post it on the Facebook group. Follow Please. Mr. Dave Hill on Instagram it's, because it was a pretty special moment. It was. <laughs> oh my God. Dave, I'm so glad you're okay, honestly. So, guys, make sure you're following him on Instagram. Make sure you're buying both of his band's new albums, his new comedy album, all three of his Gotta books. Load I can up. highly load recommend up. all. Thank right you. now, you need, if you have any kind of event to go to, if you have any kind of birthday for a child, like now you know what to buy them. These, Dave yeah. has three books, some albums. Just give them, a, make a basket. Yes. Yeah, basket of just goods. Love that. Dave Hill goods. That's goods. what you can do. Uh, Hamza, what's happening with you? Well, we have our own website, onlyinnewyorkpod.com, and you should totally click yes. around because then you can reach us. You can have experiences with us, our stickers, our live show. So you are missing a show in your feed. And we have that an show, entire store. Yeah. 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 That show is available in the store on onlyinnewyorkpod.com. Other than that, my podcast is called Keith and the Girl. We've been around for a while, so check out any episode of the 3000. Andrea? Wow. 3000! That's a lot. That's a lot. Uh, you can follow me at andreacomedy69 on Instagram. I bet you I'm covering myself in syrup in due time. Um, and <laughs> you can also... Uh, Check out my podcast, The Hot Mess Comedy Hour. And, uh, you know, just uh, go to Only New York Pod. Go on the Facebook group. Write the podcast a review. That would mean a lot. Share it on your Instagram story. You know, show some love. 
Tracy, what about stuff. you? Uh, I have two other podcasts. One of them is called what? 90 Day Fiance Trash Talk. One of them is called Teen Mom Trash Talk. And uh, you could find everything that I'm doing on my Instagram and my Twitter. Sorry, Dave, ear muffet. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> at Trixie Tuzini, T-R-I-X-I-E-T-U-Z-Z-I-N-I. That's Instagram and Twitter. You could go to TracyCarnazzo.com for anything else that I'm working on. Uh, yeah, and that's really all. Make sure that you're buying our merch. Make sure, I mean, if you're really a fan of ours, and you probably are because you're obsessively listening to us mm-hmm. you need to you need a holographic sticker these oh, things are like crazy yes Ooh, yeah yeah so they're very cool. oh my god i put mine on my i have one on my water i have one on each of my water bottles that's yes. who i am as a person so yes. make sure you're doing that um you could also sponsor an episode get a shout out on a show you could have brunch with us virtually this is like you're welcome you know what i mean yeah oh, amazing mm-hmm. only yeah. new york pod.com what do you have to say about that andrea Balls sauce.